what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. everyone and welcome to the caregiver community where we're holding conversations with guest speakers about topics of interest to adult child caregivers of aging parents. My name is Jane Everson and my co-host today is Frances Hall. How are you doing today Frances? I'm doing fine. Thanks. So glad to hear that. There are an estimated 10 million Americans caring for one or more aging parents or in-laws or other family members. Francis and I are among those numbers. Each of us are caring for an aging mother. And as a result, we created the caregiver community to help us gather information and resources, things that would better help us care for our aging parents, but also to take better care of ourselves. Today, we're going to be talking with Susan Adams about technology and aging. I suspect that many of our listeners are a lot like me. I think I have a love-hate relationship with technology. Can't live without my smartphone until it doesn't respond the way I expect it to. And even after many years, I still can't operate my TV remotes, nor can I program the climate control thermostat in my house. That's when we get our five-year-old grandchild to come to <laughs> That's <see>. right. That's <laughs> right. On the other hand, my 84-year-old mother loves her computer. She uses it daily for email, playing solitaire, and shopping online, but she can't remember whether she's taken her medication in the morning and she can no longer hear her favorite TV shows well. Technology seems to hold a lot of promise for us as we age, helping us remain more independent and safe, but really, what is technology and how can we best use it with our aging family members and with ourselves? To help us answer these as well as other questions, Susan Adams is joining Francis and me today. Susan is a really interesting person. I'm going to let her talk a bit more about her background. But to get us started, she is an engineer turned gerontologist. She received a master's degree in gerontology after a successful engineering career in the private sector. She also has a certification in universal design, which we'll ask her to talk a little bit more about. And she's a certified aging in place specialist. She founded Caregiving Technologies, which provides environmental and technological interventions for families living in their homes, especially for people who are dealing with dementia. In addition, she's Director of Volunteer Services for Carolina Villages, which is part of the nationwide village movement launched by the Beacon Hill Village in Boston, Massachusetts. And if she's not busy enough, she's also the technical director of Nurse Care of North Carolina, which is a Durham, North Carolina-based home health care company, where she's introduced technology that uses data collected in the enterprise system in order to identify health trends. And lastly, Ms. Adams recently launched a subscription transportation services in North Carolina, which offers a cost-effective alternative to private taxi and limo services, a service that provides on-demand convenience, allowing for higher levels of independence and autonomy for those who no longer drive. Wow, Susan, welcome. We got a lot to talk about with that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Well, Francis and Jane, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I, I really appreciate that, and, and thank you for the time uh, and allowing me to, to take part in this today. We're well, delighted. Thank you for being with us. Why don't you begin by just telling us a little bit more about yourself personally and professionally. I'm curious, how did you become inter interested in technology and aging? 
Well, you know, as you stated, um, my undergraduate studies were in engineering, and I worked in industry for a while, primarily in the biomedical area. I just love to solve problems with practical solutions. And it was during this time that my grandmother, who was living in a lovely retirement community, wandered off one evening, causing a silver alert to be broadcast. And while we were fortunate enough to have had the help of many wonderful volunteers, and she was found the next morning asleep in a nearby stable where she had found her way into but then just couldn't get out of. Um, the first word she told the sheriff's deputy when found, and he asked, why she had left was simply the word home. So anyway, when I decided to go back to school for my master's, I was greatly influenced by this event, and I, I knew I wanted to go into gerontology to help families provide practical solutions to help older adults and their families remain in their homes longer through the use of products and services that have been developed now in the past 20 years. Let's talk a little, you, you've talked about your grandmother and the influence that she's had, but let's step back a little bit. Technology seems like a really broad term and a lot of aging people may be resistant or afraid of technology. What exactly is technology? What are we talking about? And, and talk about uh, how we already are using technology in our everyday lives, if you will. Okay, sure. Well, you know, technology is simply the application of science to solve a problem. Basically, it uses scientific knowledge for practical purposes. And throughout history, people have always turned to technology to make life easier, starting, I guess, with the wheel through the <laughs> Industrial Revolution to today with all of the computer technology we used and from the way we pump our gas to the way we turn channels on our remote control. All of these things have been improved through the use of technology. Right, right. So it's really not anything to be afraid of. <laughs> no, no. It's just a matter of, you know, getting used to it, I think. And the more we use it, the more we become accustomed to it. It becomes part of our everyday lives. Right, right. And we do, as you're saying, in everyday lives, we use it all kinds of ways. We may not recognize it as being technology, but it, but it truly is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, and you know there are also a couple of trends that have developed with aging that have created a real need for the use of technology. And this includes, you know, every day, 10,000 people in the United States alone are turning 65. Right. And this is because, you know, medicine improvements, public health, we're all living longer than we have in the history of the planet. In fact, you know, in 1900, most people didn't live past the age of 50. And now in most developed countries, we're living to an age of 81 and, and older, and that's our fastest growing demographic. But unfortunately, although we're living longer, we're doing so through the management of you know, chronic conditions such as diabetes and heart disease. And medical costs for this management continues to rise. Now, the majority of people, if you ask them over the age of 65 or even younger, where they would want to age, they, they would prefer to live at home, as my grandmother said. Sure. You know, this is, this is where, what's familiar, where their memories are. And, you know, alternative housing op options such as assisted living and retirement communities are becoming increasingly out of reach financially for the average person. Right, right. But, you know, even with the ability to stay in their homes with traditional home health or companion care, the costs are increasing, as is the demand. Now, the number of caregivers, primarily women between the ages of yeah, 25 to 44, is remaining fairly flat. 
Now, traditionally, most family members who had taken care of these elderly relatives now are moved away or busy with working and raising their own, own families. And it's this confluence of these different trends that have made technology really the answer to many of our current caregiving issues. And some of the time it can be standing alone, but most of the time it's actually used in conjunction with others. And this is where you'll begin to hear of the term care circle. Um, and these are the family, friends, neighbors, and professional caregivers who are available if hand, for hands-on help if it's needed and required. Let's talk a little bit more about technology and particularly in ways that it might enable our family members to stay at home more independently for longer periods of time and more safely. As we age, I know we all face some, some typical problems and, and caregivers have to deal with those. I know there's not a one-size-fit-all solution for any problem, but let's talk about a few of the more common problems and some possible ways that technology might help our loved ones maintain independence and safety. A common problem we hear about is medication monitoring, remembering to take medication, ensuring that our loved one has taken the medication both at the right time, the right medications, and so forth. How can technology, particularly as, as you defined it, help with that? Well, you know, medication monitoring is one of those issues and, you know, there are things that can include um, information that can be obtained through, and we'll talk a little bit later about remote home monitoring. And this is just simply placing a sensor on the pillbox itself that can indicate if the box has been moved or opened within a predetermined period of time. And then this can be broadcast or you can receive a text message or a phone call uh, if uh, the medical or medication administration did not occur within this period. Um, in addition, reminders for the medication can be sent to the individual or to family members of the care circle. Um, and it can also include a wearable that the person at home is using, followed by maybe a phone call or um, the med box itself that sometimes can be um, used by um, buzzing or beeping or lighting up. Um, we have a number of products, MedMinder, um, MedFolio, um, a wireless pillbox, MediSafe are all appliances essentially that are used as medication management dispensers. And now these can be filled by a nurse or a family member and this, the dispenser itself, as I stated, will alert um, through either a beep, a buzz, or a light and then dispense the medication at the appropriate time. Now, aside from that, um, there's a number of uh, pharmacy-type products um, that can help also with the medication management. PillPack and Pills and Beyond are actually pharmacy services that can supply prepackaged orders that correspond with an individual's medication regimen so that, for example, all morning pills are in one pouch followed by a pouch that may be filled with the evening medication. And then these are sent in a large roll um, almost like uh, paper towels that are easy to tear off individual packages if you're not at home for a number of days. Now, Pills and Beyond actually fills the boxes um, that we talked about earlier, these appliances that can be placed directly into a MedMinder dispenser. And the dispenser is almost like a little grid, if you look like at a calendar, um, which is filled with little boxes filled with the medication that's used throughout the week. Each individual chamber then can light up or 
beep when the medication is due. And if the pills aren't taken, a phone call can be placed to the individual or to the care circle to see if everything's all right. Well, I know with my mother, who is now 96, for the last several years, that whole medicine um, just taking medicines when she's supposed to, the, the right medicines, all of that kind of stuff makes such a difference. I mean, it's either literally um, being in the hospital or worse or staying upright. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, that's just hugely important. Mm-hmm. And, so they, and these devices really seem to allow some level of independence and autonomy to whatever extent our parent or loved one right. is able to, which is Absolutely. also nice. Yeah. Yeah. So really low-tech to high-tech solutions, something mm-hmm. that can be tailored exactly. to just and about that's everyone. that's what's nice about a lot of this technology is it just allows us all to have those choices. Right, right. Well, how wonderful for those things to be there. Let's talk about something that you you really started this conversation about, and that was wandering, your grandmother's wandering, mm. uh, or memory loss, or becoming lost. What kinds of devices are out there for that? Well, you know, that's one of the areas that has really come a long way. Um, you know, just look, take a look at wearables such as activity trackers, um, mm-hmm. something like a Fitbit um, can be used now and, you know, connected with an app that is connected to, again, those that care circle. So you're able to kind of see where the individual is and what they're doing. So we've got the activity trackers. Also, some smartphones have those apps that can be installed. And so if your mother or um, loved one has, you know, a smartphone, um, even a very simple smartphone, um, we can, you know, install an app. Um, we, there's also specific products from Great Call, Lively and Splash, um, Wiseware, and there's also a wellness app called Wellness Biosensix that are all products that are used for safety. And some of these are like well, those traditional emergency response sensors, like mm-hmm. the button that I've fallen and I can't get up. Right. But um, in addition, if the person is still driving, there can be beacons that can be placed on the car or apps such as Glimpse. That is an app that can be used to locate someone with a smartphone by anyone who basically has their phone number as a contact and has been given the permission then to follow that person. And then that's again getting back to that care circle. In most cases, um, the individual such as my grandmother or my mother now um, <laughs> would need to grant permission to who's going to actually be in that care circle and who they'd like to share their information with. So again, that gives some, some um, independence and some, some opportunity for making decisions that, can, that really can rest with the person himself or herself. Mm-hmm. It gives them the independence right. as well as the safety net, and then it right. gives us older uh, children or adult children kind of that peace of mind that if something does go wrong, we'll know about it. Right, right. And I know even in our area, and I don't know how universal this is, but even in our area, the police, the police office or sheriff's office has a device, a tracker device for, mm-hmm. for those who are prone to wander. So exactly. all kinds of options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. It's a really just good to check, you know, where you're located. And I think in a lot of cases, you know, we'll talk about that later, some of the local resources to look for to see what is available in your in your region. Good, good. 
What about uh, nutrition, eating and drinking adequately, maintaining as much independence as possible? That's a broad subject, I know, but what, are there some technology tools that are helpful in that area? Absolutely. And, you know, eating and drinking is one of those things that it's very important for well-being. And, you know, we see kind of a trend that people, you know, stop, especially if they're living um, on their own independently, cooking for oneself, cooking for one. You know, there tends to be a drop off in that enthusiasm for cooking that one used to have. So it's very important, you know, to maintain that nutrition through healthy eating. And, you know, in some cases, it's just a matter of physically being able to eat and eat well um, is a product that was actually the winner of a 2014 design show. And although it's not technology per se, the design in and of itself really helps the individual to feed and, and eat themselves, which it has a bright blue interior. And as we know, there's not a whole lot of blue food out there. So for those older folks who have you know limited vision and um, you know macular degeneration or cataracts, um, it is a blue interior with kind of a slanted base. So it allows the food to kind of fall into one area and then with a nice lip, it allows for those visually impaired to kind of see the food and then easily get it onto the utensil. You know, and in addition, speaking of utensils, um, Parkinson's or people, um, those people with essential, like an essential tremor, um, Liftware has a special designed utensil that actually has an internal gyroscope that can cancel up to 70% of the movement that's caused by those tremors and that allows autonomy to those who are unable to eat um, independently and I have a, a wonderful story of a, of a gentleman who lives in a beautiful retirement community but just didn't want to go down to eat at those communal meals which are so important for engagement and socialization because he did have Parkinson's and didn't want to be seen having either someone feed him or, you know, having to struggle with feeding himself and spilling. And this is one of those products that just opened up a whole new world for him. Hmm. And, and just the simplest things sometimes that we just take for granted are hugely important and such, such challenges for, mm -hmm. for our elders. Mm -hmm. You know, in addition, there. You know, we were talking a little bit about diet and and just wanting to eat. There are there are even specially designed utensils for those with restricted diets um, that can electronically stimulate those areas on the tongue that correspond to sweet and salty, thereby kind of tricking the brain into thinking they're back eating their regular diets. Interesting. Amazing stuff. Just amazing. What about vision loss and moving around safely mm -hmm. in poorly lit rooms? Mm -hmm. There's got to be some stuff out for that. Yes. And, and then we're getting into, you know, an area, and I believe that smart homes, if, if you've heard the term being tossed around, and this isn't just for, you know, people who are, this is for everybody. The smart home is, is really coming of age and making its way into a lot of even home improvements, you know, stores. And lighting is one of those areas, as well as temperature, but we'll focus on lighting for the time. Um, there's off-the-shelf items such as Philips Hue that can be used um, by itself or with um, apps such as HomeKit by Apple or Iris. And these lights can be programmed to actually come on at certain times of the day mm -hmm. or 
alternatively, they can be motion activated to allow for just a hands-off solution in poorly lit rooms or in the evenings. You know, inadequate lighting in homes is the source of many avoidable falls and accidents. And as we age, we really need about 40 to 50 percent more light to increase the amount of light without sacrificing energy efficiency. We always like to encourage people to use those compact fluorescent bulbs. Mm hmm. Right, right. And and this good lighting is especially important in work areas, you know, such as kitchen prep areas, as well as around stairs and hallways and, and bathrooms that people may use at night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good points. Local authors, illustrators, and storytellers come together to create Storytime Station at The Mesh. Storytime Station is a video podcast that works as a virtual storybook. Each show features a new children's book and new reader. So gather the whole family to listen, learn, and laugh at Storytime Station on TheMesh.tv. What about hearing loss? Um, that's another common problem as we age, and particularly for, for pleasurable activities like TVs, but also for safety features like doorbells and fire alarms. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there are there are a lot of products out there. Um, rabbit ears, kind of like the old-fashioned antenna, <laughs> are actually a, a new product that are personalized cordless headphones, um, almost like what you'd get when you're on an airplane now that use the television, to use with the television to personally increase the volume without having to blast the television up for the whole house to hear. Um, in addition now, you know, Siri and Amazon Echo um, will both soon be having the ability to connect with television as well as other things around the home, so you'll be able to use your voice command to increase Increase and decrease the volume simply by stating, like, Siri, volume up, or Alexa, volume up. <laughs> then there are a number of, you know, smart doorbells, including the doorbot, which can also tie into a smartphone or a tablet, which can not only alert you with a noise, but can also light up to see that someone's there. And then you can take a look at a phone or a tablet to see who is at the door and then speak with them directly, whether you're at home or whether you're visiting a relative. Wow. Wow, that's, that's amazing. That's just amazing. You have talked about so many great products, Susan. Where can people go for help? Uh, where can they go to find appropriate technology for them? How do they pay for it? And, and how do they find out how to set it up or help with setting it up? Are there some websites or agencies or professionals? What? Where do they yeah, go? Where do they go? <laughs> now we've got something. Now. Um, well, you know, a good place for people to start, I always say, is their county department on aging. Um, usually, these people have a list of local people and companies who have expertise in working with older people. AARP is also a great place to go. Their website has a multitude of links, depending on what your needs are. Sometimes care management organizations have relationships with other agencies and professionals, um, or even a local senior center can be a good place to start, as well as churches, medical facilities, your, your own personal care physician. You know, an important thing to do also is, is to ask for references and, and talk with someone who you can trust. 
You know, unfortunately, there are a number of scams running, and you always need to be on your toes before you buy anything, a service or a product. Always check it out or have someone check it out for you. As far as training is concerned and taking a look at that, you know, there are a number of apps on your phone or, you know, websites that you can take a look at. And really, we're getting into now that we have these products available, taking a look at training for these things, um, a, a number of local senior centers, as well as churches and nonprofit organizations are starting to have classes to help people, caregivers and the like, get to know their products and have training on them. I mean, technology is moving so fast. I think everyone needs to get a refresher course now. <laughs> oh, I think you're right. But once we know what's out there, we're like children in a candy shop. But how do we know which, which device or devices would work for us and for our family members? Exactly, exactly. Are there specific websites that you would recommend? I know you've mentioned a lot of products uh, throughout that, and I know we don't want to endorse any one product, but are there particular websites or places that we could begin our search? Sure. Well, you know, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat the AARP, um, and then there's AARP Tech, and that's T-E-K, and that's actually um, has online training for some of these tech tools as well as regional classes. So that's always a good place to start there. And um, grandparents.com is also a nice website. It has um, some discounts on the Internet as well as talks about a number of different products. There's also, um, oh gosh, Encore.org, which is also an education and learning, and you're able to tap into um, you know, many different areas and resources there, and that's Encore.org. <laughs> Blue Hair Technology, believe it or not. So that's BlueHairTech.org has some senior technology training. And finally, uh, it's called OATS, or Older Adult Technology Services. They're also a great place to look, and that's OATS.org. And they're uh, out of New York City, but because of their website, they have um, education and learning segments that anyone can take. Wow. Those will keep us busy busy exploring those resources, Rob. They sound fabulous. That's that's great to know, though. Yeah, and they're all free. And I think that's really important to know that, you know, there are so many things out there that you're not going to have to pay for. And I know, you know, with a lot of older adults, you know, they're on limited incomes. And so it's important that they can get a really, you know, big bang for their buck. And some of these free resources are, are actually a wonderful starting point. That's great. Susan, what have we not asked you that you would like to make sure we leave our listeners with today? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> like where, you know, I always like to look towards the future and where are things going and what are we going to be looking at here in a few years? And, you know, I, I like to say that right now, um, you know, we're looking more towards um Oh, goodness. Um, wearables and having those things, new developments are all going to be incorporating these aging in place technologies. So the smart home is going to become much easier. I think I mentioned Siri as well as um, 
using Amazon Echo, having things with voice commands so you're not needing to get onto a tablet even mm -hmm. um, or uh, having to type anything. You're not going to need to use apps. You'll just mm -hmm. be able to speak and then all of a sudden um, you'll have those things available for you. So really streamlining and making things a lot easier and not so um, difficult. I think having things that are, are very organic is what we're going to be looking at towards the future. And standalone offerings are also going to disappear. Um, we're going to be looking at things that are all integrated into each other, such as home security, safety, and wellness will all kind of merge together into one overall platform. That makes a lot of sense. And really looking at those becoming more of a wearable device so that we don't have to worry about people losing it or mm -hmm. taking it off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. As we are laughing about how many times we lose keys or lose phones <laughs> or lose whatever at our age. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And anything else, Susan, that we've missed? Well, I think we really covered a lot of ground here, although we didn't go very deep into any one area. We certainly covered a lot of territory, and you know, I would be happy to come back and speak on any one topic at, at another time. But um, you know, this just gives us all a little bit of food for thought. It does. It helps us realize that technology is not something to be afraid of, but really something to embrace, particularly, I think, for the generation that Francis and I represent, because we're kind of on that edge of we know a little bit about technology, but maybe not enough to do some of the things yet that we're talking about. But this is a good reminder not to let it get too far away from us. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and along with that, I think a lot of services are also going to be integrated into those um technology and the voice commands as well. So we're going to be seeing a lot of services coming into play um, and being able to, say, deliver food, deliver medication, deliver um, even care um, on an on-demand type basis, kind of like an, an elder Uber, if you will. <laughs> I love that. I love that concept. Yes. You know, and, and what ACAP is about, ACAP community is about helping us as caregivers care for our parents, but also, in essence, prepare for our own years as elders. And technology, my goodness, is certainly going to be part, uh, is part of our lives now. And to know what is out there that can help us in our caregiving role is really important. But also, as you're saying, to sort of be on the lookout for what the future holds and mm -hmm. how it can help us as we age because the caregiving climate has changed so dramatically from our generation to the previous generation. And I can't help but believe that it will, again, dramatically change when we are the elders. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, I agree. Yep. It's great it's changing every day. And it's just, you just have to keep your finger on the pulse. And, you know, I don't think that, you know, having a, a, robot or something like that is probably not going to be in the future, but having that assistance and having that data-driven um, application to help the at-home caregiver will be. Right, right. This is great, Susan. Thank you so much for all of your insights. And uh, my, my head is kind of spinning with all the things that I'm thinking about as possibilities. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the caregiver community today. Francis and I hope you've enjoyed the discussion as much as we have, and I hope you've learned something new about aging, caregiving, and technology. 
The program you're listening to is part of the Mesh network of free online shows and podcasts. To learn more about the Mesh, visit www.themesh.tv and that's the M E S H.tv. On the site, you can sign up for our show. If you want to ask us a question or send us a recommendation for future programs, please do so. We also encourage you to find us on Apple iTunes, where you may also subscribe to the show. And lastly, you can find us at the ACAP Community website. Francis, can you tell the listeners a little bit more about ACAP Community? Absolutely. We would love for you to visit our website, and that address is www.acapcommunity.org, and that is ACAP as Adult Children of Aging Parents, acapcommunity.org, or you can call us toll-free at 877-599-ACAP, so that's 877-599-2227. And I promise a live person answers the phone, because it is I who answers the phone. (laughs) And I'd love to talk with you. (laughs) Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Francis. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.